0: Well, it's a good day for the life of our church as we um, kind of look back. It's, it's always a good uh, exercise to take some time to look back on the past year. Of course, we have to do that because we have to write uh, part of a, the annual report. But I hope you do too. Um, just look back on the past year and see what God has done. Um, today, I'm going to read part of a psalm. Of course, you all know the psalms. Uh, that great collection of uh, songs, or what you may not know is they are prayers that were used in worship uh, in Israel. So they're really Israel's prayer, prayer book, um, and it's, they're found right smack in the middle of the Bible. So if you want to find them, just find the middle spot, and there you go. If you don't, something's wrong, so get a new Bible. <laughs> so let me read this... Uh, portion of Psalm 92, verses 1 through 5. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to the Most High. It is good to proclaim your unfailing love in the morning, your faithfulness in the evening. Accompanied by a ten-stringed instrument, a harp, and the melody of the lyre, You thrill me, Lord, with all you have done for me. I sing for joy for what you have done. Oh, Lord, what great works you do, and how deep are your thoughts. Let's pray together. God, we pray that you would take these, the words of your scriptures, and also take the meditations of my heart and speak to us this morning, Uh, the word that we need to hear, especially as a community of faith. And we pray all these things with great confidence in the strong name of the risen and reigning Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, one of my favorite authors is a guy named Walter Brueggemann, who is an Old Testament scholar and brilliant author. And in his book, The Message of the Psalms, he groups the Psalms into three different types or Or themes and every one of the Psalms he says can be placed in one of these groups and he calls these groups interestingly enough Psalms of orientation Psalms of disorientation and Psalms of new orientation and really interestingly enough you can group all of life into these three groupings because, as I said earlier, the psalms are prayers. And they're a reflection, really, when, when it's honest. A prayer is a reflection of what's going on in your heart. About how God is working in the world. And about God, God's self. John Calvin, the great Protestant uh, reformer, said this. He said, the psalms are an anatomy of the soul. Because you can read the Psalms and find just about every um, feeling that or emotion that a human being can possess. Now, in Brueggemann's uh, sch- scheme, he, he says orientation, disorientation, and new orientation. Orientation are those times in life when we experience well-being, when life just Seems right and good. Things make sense, right? During these times of orientation, it's good for us to give gratitude to God, to um, express goodness, the goodness and the faithfulness of God. Life makes sense. The Psalms of orientation reflect those seasons of life. But we all know, don't we? At least I think all of us know that not all of life is like this. It's not all times or seasons of orientation. We also experience, don't we, seasons marked by hurt and suffering and confusion and difficulty. You know, one of the things I love about the Bible and really Christian faith is it's very realistic. It's very honest. Uh, Jesus himself said, wow, you're going to experience trials and hard times. Never promises us an easy life. And so we have these times of, of dis, disorientation when we experience these things I just talked about. And, and it's easy to feel feelings like resentment and anger and fear, confusion, and even despair. Many of the psalms, which, remember, are prayers, and Israel's prayer book during worship, express these feelings to God. In fact, here's something new I bet you all learned today. I always try to help you learn one thing, if I can. 66% of the psalms, 66%, the great majority, are psalms of disorientation. Did you know that? So when people ask me, can I express anger to God, doubt, confusion, even shake my fist at God? I say, yeah, well, look at the examples of prayer that we have in the Bible. Most of them are prayers of wrestling with God of expressing doubt, of lament, of disorientation. Don't you find that interesting? It's okay to be honest with God when we're disoriented, but thank God we don't stay there forever. (laughs) Brueggemann says there are also seasons of new orientation when we experience new gifts from God That God acts in a new way. And when joy breaks through the despair, where there was darkness, there is now light. Where there was death, there is now resurrection. Life makes sense again. And in gospel terms, absolutely, you could say there is resurrection. A new beginning. God is doing a new thing. Now Brueggemann says we are always in one of these seasons in life or we are transitioning from one to the other where there are times of transitions. And I have found knowing these groupings so helpful in my life because when I go through times of of disorientation, I know, you know what, this this too shall pass. (laughs) Right? This too shall pass. Where there's darkness, morning will break again. And where there is death, there will be resurrection. For those of you who may now be in a season of disorientation, let me encourage you. It too will pass. And there will be a new day. So, how does this apply to our church today? As we celebrate this last year of ministry, we reflect on our accomplishments and what's transpired in the life of our church. Well, I think these groupings not only apply to the Psalms and to our own personal lives, but churches go through these seasons. Wouldn't you agree? And as I've read through our annual report and as I've done some reflection over the past weeks and I've written my own part of the annual report, And reflected on the past 12 months and really my my two and a half years I can't believe it's been two and a half years of being your senior pastor my heart was very much full of gratitude for what God has done in fact I could have written our psalm for today Psalm 92 you know it's good appropriate to give thanks to the Lord it's good to sing praises to the Most High I, it's good to proclaim your unfailing love in the morning and your faithfulness at night. You thrill me, Lord, with all that you have done for me and for our church. Obviously, this is a psalm of what? It's a psalm of new orientation. And the author has come out of disorientation and a new chapter has opened up. A new beginning. God is doing a new thing and the author sings for joy for what God has done for the great works that God has performed. As I thought back to where we were two and a half years ago when I arrived in January, the dark January of 2021, it was easy to see when you agree that we as a church and really as a country We're in a season of disorientation. I remember meeting Michael on a dark, and I'll say rainy January afternoon, just to make it more dramatic. (laughs) And I can't remember if it was or not, but it may have been. And I remember preaching my first sermon to you, my new church, in an empty sanctuary, looking into a camera lens. That was certainly a little disorienting. I'll always go down in history as the pastor of the church when we went through COVID-19, right? And I was preaching to an empty sanctuary. I hope we don't do it again. But life, wow. You know, it was really thrown upside down during COVID, wasn't it? And not only COVID, but all that was going on in our country and the the uh, racial justice issues that were coming to the forefront, which were so painful. And so many other things, it seemed like we're just kind of throwing life upside down, right? And I will say, I like Michael a lot, but I have to say, I like preaching to you in live person better than him and his camera someday we're gonna have to show you the bloopers of those days (laughs) we actually have them (laughs) and they're pretty funny (laughs) but boy COVID-19 and all that came with that yeah threw us off our game didn't it and as a church really it was just COVID on top of a number of hard years through a tough pastoral transition giving was down worship attendance was down Many in our congregation were hurt and confused. Many people had left already. And we saw a decline in what had once been a a thriving ministry to children and family, young families in the church drop. And the average age of members increasingly got older, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but not a great thing for the future of a church. And then COVID hit. And the church that had gathered in this sanctuary every Sunday for over 100 years could not meet together. Isn't that wild to think about? I think it's safe to say that we were in a season of disorientation. But slowly, with fits and starts, with opening and closing and opening and closing and opening again, with masks and no masks and all that we went through i tell you the the staff had to pivot so many times during those days yeah things began to change and slowly it began to feel normal again didn't it or maybe we should say a new normal set in and now i would say we are in a transition into a season of new orientation. Would you agree with that? Yeah. That we're moving. I, I don't think we're quite there yet. But I think we're almost there. And it's going to be fun. <laughs> and so, on this day, when we reflect on the past, the past year, like the psalmist, uh, my overwhelming feeling. gratitude. I am grateful for God's faithfulness in the great works, really, that I have seen God do in your lives, in the life of us as a corporate body of Christ this past year. I'm, I'm grateful because, you know, relatively speaking, we have weathered the storm of the disorientation very well. When I read about and listen to podcasts about what's going on in the Church of America today, Uh, and when I talk to colleagues from other churches from all across the country, I can definitely say, without doubt, that we are doing better than most. And while most churches are continuing to decline or, or experiencing stagnation, we're growing. You saw that today with this new members class. Not in leaps and bounds, not dramatic growth, but we are growing. And we see new faces every week, and we are welcoming new members who are not just joining, but getting involved in the life of the church, really engaging and serving in important ways. Today, when we vote on new officers, you'll see that many of the officers are new members who have just come in the last couple of years to our church. I'm grateful to you for your faithfulness. In financial giving, which has enabled us to start new ministries and begin dreaming about future ones. I'm grateful for the way that you have stepped up in so many ways. You know, in one of my early sermons, I I talked about I preach about the importance of all of us putting our oars in the water and rowing in the same direction. Like one of those outrigger canoes in Hawaii. Do you remember that? That is a great. Picture of a healthy and thriving church. And I have to say, you've done that. I have been so thankful for so many people who have stepped up to serve. In fact, every person I've asked to do something has pretty much every person has said yes. I'm grateful for a very capable board of trustees who have worked hard, made good and courageous decisions, bold decisions, who are united, really united in spirit and purpose. Not that they agree on everything, because we have some strong people in this congregation, but united in spirit and in purpose, moving in the same direction. I'm grateful to our president, uh, Pat Leisher, who, has been really just a wonderful partner in ministry for me, has worked tirelessly and provided such strong and visionary leadership. She was the person for the moment, wasn't she? I'm grateful (laughs) yes, we were going to celebrate her more. I'm grateful for our committees who have put in many hours of hard work, not, not real gratifying work sometimes, but hard work to reorganize and move our church forward. I'm grateful for our task forces this past year, four of them, who developed new visions and plans for ministries in the area of, uh, areas of communication and spiritual formation and mission and ministries to children and youth and families. I'm grateful to our faithful and effective deacons. Deacons are just the nicest people, aren't they? Who serve behind the scenes, caring for our congregation, doing many things that people never see. But without them, the church grinds to a halt. I'm thankful for them. I'm grateful to, I have to say this, our Loaves and Fishes group. Aren't they great? They have filled our stomachs with some great food this year. And they just served joyfully and faithfully and uh, not only giving us good food, but strengthening our bonds as we eat together. I'm grateful for a choir and a music program. Yeah. (laughs) I tell you, who who continually amaze us, don't they? With their creativity and their, their excellence. And I'm grateful for a hard working and flexible staff, really, who have worked so hard this year and pivoted and changed directions to keep the ministries of the church going. And I'm grateful for and very excited for this year coming up as many of our new plans that we've been working on for two years and the hard work of task forces will be put into practice. And we'll begin to see uh, ministries blossom and new ministries begin. I'm really grateful for the, the bold step that we've taken to hire Carrie and to uh, launch our next-gen ministries in the fall. This is a step of faith. I'm so grateful that she's joined our staff, that we were fortunate enough to, to find someone, honestly, who possesses such great demonstrated experience in starting and growing such a ministry. It's going to be exciting to see what happens this year. But most of all, I'm thankful to God for doing a new thing, for giving us a new spirit, a deepening love for each other, and a future and a hope. So I say with the psalmist, and I hope you do too, it is good, it's appropriate to give thanks to the Lord. What great works you do. amen Amen. let's pray God we thank you for what you have done this last year and really these these past couple of years as we've moved through you know a real season of disorientation and we thank you for your faithfulness to us and I thank you for the faithfulness of this congregation um, for this church and for what you've done and for what you're going to do in the future We give you thanks. Amen.